1: This is the Steelers standard on Steelers nation radio and podcast on Steelers.com An active and busy free agent period for the Steelers has gotten even busier uh, over the past week, making more acquisitions, including guys that they've decided to bring back who are free agents. Mm-hmm. Steelers have made 11 <coughs> signings in this offseason's free agent, peri- free agency period. Damn. And it's, it's really only about a month into it right, right. now. So You're seeing a lot of activity from the Steelers, and I think that's something that people wanted to see because of the cap space that they have. You're no longer stuck with a a, a massive quarterback contract with Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. Spread some of that money out, not necessarily for a big-time star, but to fill in a lot of holes on your roster, and again, including some of these guys being players that played for the Steelers in 2022 or coming back, 11 guys being brought in in this free agency period, that's... That's something that I think a lot of Steelers fans are happy to see. Obviously, you can't really judge what these signings do until you see them actually play the season, but on paper right now, you gotta feel good about them being really, really proactive about filling a lot of holes in their roster, and again, it's not necessarily going out and getting game changing stars. It's not getting the a lister at every position. I think they think they yeah. already have those stars. It's about f- coloring in the rest of the picture outside of the main you know center stage of the Watts and the Haywards and your offensive <coughs> weapons of the Pickett, Pickens Minkas, and Pickett yeah. and Minka and Najee. Like, you just need to fill in the gaps between them. And again, maybe all of these signings go belly up when the season starts. But mm-hmm. right now, I think they're hitting a home run. I think I, I, I said this last week. You you find It's hard to find a spot to criticize them in in this offseason. Yep. Yeah. And I I continue to do that uh, with the new signings that we're going to get to in a second that they just uh, agreed to over the past couple of days.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been an a- it's been a pretty active offseason period for the Steelers. It's reminiscent almost of the last year when, um, and Kevin Colbert's last time being at that threshold, uh, overseeing kind of everything. We were saying, "Wow, he's going out with a bang, right?" And right. now here we are a year later. It's Omar Khan's first season as head of the GM and the front office, and he's coming in kind of guns a blazing too. So we're it's back to back years where we we kind of feel like the Steelers are being a little more active than they have been in the past in free agency.
1: And, and we're, like you said, we're only a month in. And I think you kind of mm-hmm. have to be. It's just the way that the NFL is these days. The mm-hmm. You don't have to go and be the Rams or be a team that, you know, gets stars in free agency, but you have to use free agency – to help build to your it, advantage, it, right. it can't just be you know we build through the draft and we'll sign a free agent. I mean the here Steelers
0: will never do what the with the Rams. No, they'll right? always go be... all
1: in on three guys to go
0: all in on one season and then tank and and have no certainty moving forward beyond that one great
1: year. No, they they're...
0: are a team of of retooling and building up
1: upon a foundation that's already been there for so many years. They're gonna look to get their impact players in the draft, though. They're mm-hmm. gonna look for their stars. They like that homegrown. Minka, of course, a little bit of an exception, but those were circumstances that they couldn't pass up a player like that doesn't become available via trade often. So they had to strike on that one. But for the most part, it it's gonna be just through the draft for those premier players and they're going to use free agency more and more, like I said, to fill in the gaps. And the big, you know, gap that I think they filled in recently was signing safety Keanu Neal to a two year deal. Yeah. Um Tomlin said at the owner's meeting, we're going to address safety in this Mm -hmm. offseason after the news of Terrell Edmonds leaving for Philadelphia came out. He made it clear to the media that that's something that the Steelers are looking at addressing in this offseason, whether that be in the draft or free agency. Well, lo and behold, just a few days later, they make this two-year signing of Keanu Neal. I like the fact that it's a two-year deal, too, because he's only going to be 28 this year. So a little runway with Neal on the team, and... I don't know if they're going to use him like they did Edmonds, Minka, and KZ last year and have like a nice trio of safeties. But what I do know is I'm a lot more comfortable with safety number three right now with Keanu Neal in the fold than I was before making the signing. And I also know that you can take safety, I think, pretty much off your draft board now. I think some people were thinking maybe you take a safety at number 32, maybe in the the third round. Because of Edmonds' departure, and you need to address mm-hmm. that position. Well, I think this signing solidifies that position group, where you can take that off your board. I think, yeah. Once uh, the Edmonds thing
0: kind of broke, once that news broke, uh, a lot of a lot of people were looking at uh, what's the name, Braden Batch out of Alabama, Brian Batch, yeah. Brian Batch out of Alabama. Be I mean, because he is the 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 true first round talent at that position, at the safety position, but. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna agree with you, Tom, and say
1: I'm I'm totally uh, off the board on. I don't know if they take a safety now and have four safeties in that room. I, I just feel like you could have used that pick elsewhere. Five safeties. I mean, you forget about Trey Norwood still too. So, I-, I just don't know. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think it's completely off the table because if you put it, if you plug in Brian Branch, I mean, the guy has the potential to start next to Minka. Now, it's interesting that... And, and remember, too, uh, you have Minka, who can do more than one position just played at, as a free safety. You have Patrick Peterson, who has just now come in and said he'd be happy to do more than one thing. Brian Banchard of Alabama, the safety, is very capable of playing a different position or different positions within the same game. So, just because he's labeled as a safety, I mean, I think there's room to, to kind of use it as a versatile tool. But, again... It would be a loaded safety room, a position that only starts two people,
1: to have five guys deep. I mean, maybe that would just make Trey Norwood
0: fall at the sides. I don't
1: know. And it's just not – I mean, it's impo- every position is important, but it's not really high on the pecking order of most important positions in the NFL, you know. You yeah. obviously like to have great players at every spot. Minka's out- outstanding at that safety position, but people would rather have a left tackle. People would rather have a shut-down corner before they'd get to having that star safety. So, yeah, I just don't want to overcrowd a room, a position group that's, I don't know, not necessarily on the highest level of importance when it comes to team success. But it is interesting to note about Keanu Neal that he has some experience as a linebacker, too. He could maybe slide into that kind of hybrid inside linebacker Mm -hmm. safety type role. I, I know Marcus Allen kind of did a little bit of that. I think they wanted to do a little bit more of that with Terrell Edmonds. I'm sure you'll see Keanu Neal on special teams a lot as well. But he does offer some versatility, and maybe you can still get away with maybe, you know, those unique three safeties on a field at a time. Keanu Neal's playing linebacker-ish just to get a lot of more speed and coverage out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like the versatility, but you're a first-round pick who is now 28 years old. You made it to one Pro Bowl. I think your season-high interceptions is like two he has not right. been what Atlanta thought he would be when they drafted him in the right. first round, or what many people thought he could become when he was picked in the first round of the NFL draft. So, I'm not calling him a bust. He's still in the league. Yeah, he's he, still around. He'll get his pension. You know, he's bounced around now. He's just not who they thought he was going to yeah. be, and it's kind of interesting. Like the Steelers <clears throat> moved on from their first round pick of a safety who was disappointing because he. Wasn't a first-round pick in play, you know, in caliber of play, right. but he was a good player. If he was picked, like we always say, if Edmonds was picking the second round, people would have no problem with He'd it. He'd probably be back. Don't you think? And they kind of replace him with a guy who is yeah. similar to him in Atlanta, where they're like, if this guy was a second or a third round pick, we'd have no problem with him. He always plays, he he makes plays every once in a while. He, he's reliable. I mean, he played all five years yeah. of his of his rookie deal. But in, the in fact Atlanta. that he's a first round pick, right, your expectations are a little bit higher than just being a one time pro bowler and being okay. And now he's on his fourth team in the last four years. Right. And starting to kind of see him trend more towards a, a support system role mm-hmm. as he moved on to other teams. Yeah,
0: a guy coming off the bench. Like Mika needs a playoff. Yeah. So throw a he deal.
1: started in sixteen and seventeen his first two years. Terrible injury luck in eighteen and nineteen. Played a total of four games between those two seasons. Started in twenty twenty in fourteen games for the Falcons. But ever since he moved on from Atlanta, in Dallas, he only started five games. In Tampa, he only started eight games. He's been more of a depth kind of player, and mm-hmm. maybe he's transitioning to that role. It's interesting when you look at Pro Football Focus's, or Pro Football References page on him, he's listed as a middle linebacker for his time spent in Dallas. Right. And then back to safety last year when he played for the Buccaneers. So a lot of versatility, like we noted, and maybe accepting a little bit more of a depth role. Is good for him, and now, you know he's he's been on two teams, uh, year after year, where he had to kind of accept that depth role in the moment. Now he might know it, and can really fine tune his game into being that third guy on a depth chart for the Steelers. And also, I think he's got to feel a little bit comfortable knowing for himself and for for Mrs. Neal, if there is one in the family, that hey, right. we. Can- we can buy a house and plan on being here for two years because this is a two-year deal now. Right. So he's not going to be moving around as much as he he'll he'll stay in the same city for a change between 2023 and 2024.
0: Right. I think that it's not the flashiest move at all. Right. I think no, no none of the Steelers moves really have been. <laughs> I, I think there were some Pat with heats probably flash. Yeah, but you were also you got excited about Isaac Ciamulo. Uh, I think you were excited or maybe not excited, but. When you got your two starters, I, I think they're going to be the starters, Alandon uh, Roberts and Cole Holcomb, that was at least some assurance that, okay, they're not just walking into training camp with a couple of guys from the draft, Mark Robinson, who was, what, the seventh-round pick a year ago, and a bunch of practice squad guys. They got their starters. So this is a, a depth piece for sure, but it's an assurance piece because it wasn't like the Steelers just move forward without – uh, Terrell Edmonds for the foreseeable future, for the next coming weeks or coming months, right? I guess that's, <clears throat> it was a good sign, too, because uh, they parted ways with Terrell, and then, what, how how many days later was Keanu Neal signed? Not like a, like, yet, I think sure. like a week it was, at, at maximum later. It was a quick turnaround. So, so, like how we were talking earlier about going for, for safety through the draft, yeah, I mean, once Terrell Edmonds was gone, and you were only starting with your two safeties were Minka and DeMonte KZ, and your only bench guy was Trey Norwood, sure, you were a little wary about what happens if one of those guys goes down, then you have to plug in Trey Norwood. Now you can plug in Keanu Neal, but again, it's not the splashiest thing, but it's something that, it's just a smart move by the Steelers. They're, not going to ever le- they're never going to leave themselves shorthanded.
1: Well, of the three that they signed before we got a chance to talk about them on the air, well, three that they signed outside of the team, and then there's one that they retained that we'll get to as well. Right. I think Keanu Neal is the one that I'm more excited about. I think he's the one that's going to impact the game a little bit more than the rest. You're saying of Of the him, the Raven Clark, Braden Fajoko, and then bringing back 6'11", Zach, Zach Gentry. 6'12". Yeah. Six, oh, sorry, Wolf. Yeah, 6'12", Zach Gentry. Um, Keanu Neal is going to have more of an impact on this team, I think. I I Raven Clark, maybe if there's injury, maybe he has to be you thrown into the fold. You interesting right now? fioko maybe if there's injury, he has to be thrown into the fold. But healthy team, I see Keanu Neal contributing every Sunday. What's interesting—I mean, yeah, I think LaRaven Clark, to me, has some potential there. He's been started He started before. He's got 18 games of— And you have
0: to, to look at the position, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not many guys ahead of him. Same thing with Keanu Neal, but— uh, you you tend to see more plug-and-play or, or mixing and matching on the offensive line than you do at the safety position. And considering, like we've mentioned so many times before, there's only two guys ahead of him, and those two guys are the starters in <clears throat> Chooks and Dan Moore. So I know he's lining up as a right tackle, typically the Raven Clark is, and Chooks has kind of been an Ironman for this offensive line, really hasn't missed a lot of time due to injuries or any other circumstances so maybe that's an assurance that okay he really will be the failsafe in in case something happens to Chooks but i i look at Braden, uh how do you pronounce his name Fajoko? Yep. as someone who re- kind of reminds me of like a, what a Montravius Adams was a couple of years ago. Right? Like someone who can real who is just going to be there and could actually contribute when called upon. I would hope though that his time is the most limited.
1: Yeah, and maybe
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in am bet- kind of in between. It, it's it's well, a focus, tough call for just me. Just a total depth
1: piece. I mean, I know that people got really excited when he signed because he's charismatic and he had a lot of personality. Yeah, I,
0: I'm not including that in this in this discussion. I'm just trying to think of these three guys between Clark, Fajoko, and Neil. Who would you be most comfortable with seeing on the field?
1: Oh, Neil for sure. I mean, Neil's been a starter in the NFL. Yeah, uh, Clark. But that would
0: kind. What not that mean, though? That something happened to Minka, or something maybe happened? Not to Not necessarily. Demonte?
1: Maybe they're just being creative. Maybe they're using yeah. Keanu Neal, and you know. And I'm not saying that he's going to play 98 percent of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Maybe he plays like 20 percent of the snaps in different packages. But he's the one that I think is established. That he made a Pro Bowl before. Yeah. He's let me let me ask NFL. you this then.
0: You would go Neil Clark and then Fajoco in terms of probably seeing the
1: most field just time, just because Clark. Plays at a position that is right. Thinner. There's at depth so right much. Now. Yeah. Very. Like, there's a good. They have defensive linemen. They right. still have Montrevious Adams. Like you right. mentioned, right, and right, right, Joby's right, back, right. and Isaiah Loudermilk's still there, and then you have Marvin Captain Leal's Ham's still there, there yeah. and Marvin Leal. So like, Foko is a depth piece to the tenth degree. Yeah. I right. I, right. I would not be surprised. And again, this is what I'm saying. Like, people were really excited about his personality. Do You think he ends up being a practice squad guy? No. But I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get helmets on game days. Yeah, like I wouldn't right, be surprised right, 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 if he's right, 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 right. in his in his uh, street clothes whenever they hand out their their helmets for uh, who dresses on Sundays. So I, I'm I'm not super excited about that one. No. That, that's a guy that you really might not you you that's you like may never, that, you never forget see that guy like yeah, halfway right, right, through the right, year right, right, until he, maybe he has to like dress whatever his number day. is. You're like who's 91 on this 100 um, percent with LaRaven Clark. I think they still need to draft a tackle or or get another tackle somewhere, but it was refreshing to just see them add to that room in free agency, even if it is Mm -hmm. a swing guy, a a seventh man, a sixth man on that offensive line. But he's got some starting experience. (coughs) I don't think he's going to push Chooks or Dan Moore for that job. I think that's the job of the first-round draft pick if Mm -hmm. they do tend to go that way. Uh, But he's definitely a guy that, you know, if Dan Moore or Chooks goes down, which inevitably I think one of them might this year just because of all of their injury luck in the past, right. if Dan Moore becomes even worse than you could imagine, then this is then at least someone of Clark, an option yeah. that has experience. But maybe Clark NFL. is the
0: fourth guy because what if you go after pick? the tackle yeah. in the first round? That's fine though. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can yeah, keep yeah, pushing yeah.
1: guys like him down the depth chart, <clears throat> I like it. It's also very interesting to note that he was, he played for the Colts and the Titans, but he also played for the Eagles. This is. The third lineman right. now from have that been signed that had yeah. played some time with the Eagles. Ciamolo, of course, most recently started for the Eagles last year. And then Herbig played for the Eagles before the Jets. And LaRaven Clark has some experience in the Eagles organization as well. So, I mean, Andy Weidel's going to the familiar. Right. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. Time will tell for sure. But other than Ciamolo... The two guys that you signed from the Eagles are are depth pieces at best.
0: Yeah. I mean, Herbig, I think, would probably have the next best chance over Clark. Agreed. Uh, I think maybe the only reason that could be not true is the fact that, as we've mentioned so many times before, there's so many more guys at the interior lineman position on this team than the exterior, right? The
1: outside. Yeah, the guard spots. What? So maybe healthier. there's just
0: there's just too many bodies. I'm not saying that he won't make the team, but there's just so many guys who can play in the interior above Herbig that maybe he's just he's he's a floating piece. Whereas if Clark has a chance, that's probably because if, as you mentioned, um, Chooks and or Dan Moore finally get an injury bug and he has to get a lot of more playing time,
1: just because there's so little so few people playing at his position. You said you're not completely convinced of the safety position. You think there might be a little chance that they could still add there. I think defensive line is good right now, especially with the Foco signing. I I don't know. know, I I thought there was a little bit of me that might say go to the draft and get a defensive lineman in the mid-rounds because you got to start to groom that position for when there's a lot of turnover from your veterans. But maybe they're ready for Leal and Loudermilk to kind of, you know, try to take that next step before they go into the draft. Either way, I think they've got enough cooks in that kitchen for that position group right now. So
0: we all know that Mike Tomlin will release the official depth chart with every week of the preseason unfolding, right? Between... Yeah,
1: with a wink-wink and a nudge-nudge yeah. because he doesn't really care. But then the, <laughs> he, if— doesn't He doesn't always say, I only do this because the league tells me I have to do right, this. Right, so right, right, right. So we, we have no it. idea what the
0: depth chart is actually going to look like at the start of the season— but right now, Tom, I'm just looking
1: at the speculated one. And Fahoko
0: is right now the starting nose tackle.
1: Because hmm.
0: you think about it, Larry O and Cam are going to be your edge guys, right? I would put Leal
1: at the edge if he's, if he's ready to. And, of course, that's a big if because he's spent a lot of his rookie season injured last season. And You're saying behind Larry O. No, I'd put Larry O at the nose. Oh, you said at the edge. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'd replace Lario at the edge. I'm with just surprised Leal that they him have the him. They have a Hoko above Montrevious Adams. I am too. I think Adams, obviously, for the Steelers, right. they're more infatuated with him. Right, I right, mean, right. not right. only did they Much sign right. more him, off familiar practice too, squad, yeah. they signed him to right. another contract right, 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 after right. that. And he's just, I think, I mean, Fioko's nothing to write home about. And like, that's why I'm surprised. Adams, so I don't know why they wouldn't want to. That's know why I'm surprised, surprised
0: he's no sackle number one right now.
1: Yeah, but that's just, you know, like, that's ESPN spectrum. Yeah, 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 so for sure. I, I will say this. I don't want him to be nose tackle number no.
0: one. But you're looking at a defensive line built around Cam Hayward, Larry O, DeMarvin Liao, Isaiah Lautermoke and Martravius Adams.
1: And throw and in there as well. For, yeah, for a okay, body. you can. But that's six bodies. That's,
0: that's six guys. And line. then you can still add, maybe
1: not in and- draft, but... Scrap heap, or maybe just not camp, even, cap, maybe not even the top four those top four picks in the top eighty. Yeah, that's potentially a, a thing you could do for sure. Um, but I, I, again, they're so spread out with their needs that even though you're not like infatuated with a defensive line room, you got enough other, bodies now that you gotta you gotta address other spots other like, than. Because now that you've
0: gone out and re signed Zach Gentry, right? Other than the running back, quarterback, and tight end, is there a single position you would you would be upset that he was pursued in this draft?
1: I'm looking through him right now. Maybe, okay, interior lineman. Mm, maybe. But I mean, I, if they took a center who was, yeah, like, people were right, right, like, wow, right, that's right, a right. good pick. He fell a little bit. I'm not going right. to be mad about it. Like, even a guard, I'm not going to be that mad about Right, it. right, right, like, right, Offensive linemen will never get me that Right, upset. sure. But you're looking at maybe, why? Maybe you... safety. Maybe safety is the only other one that I'm just saying, oh, I don't know. That I just don't now.
0: know, man. If 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 Branch does fall to you.
1: That's a waste of a pick. You think so? Good player, but just not the right position. Mm. I mean, maybe are all the corners and the middle linebackers Gone? off the board. Yeah. Like, that's hard to believe, though, at 17 or 32, that you wouldn't find one of them. Tackle. There's just too much. So maybe safety would creep in there, but no. I mean, everywhere else, they need players. Receiver, even even Lyman, outside linebacker, they need receiver,
0: players. Receiver, lineman, I mean, you you just said defensive line, you'd be okay, but...
1: But it's not as to the point of a like quarterback, running right. back, or tight end. Those, those Tight end the... might be the most solid, outside of quarterback, of course. But tight I think end running back, most, too, is pretty yeah, running solid, too. Pretty good too when Warren you think about Males. how
0: you could swing Connor Hayward as both the tight end or the third running back, the and, third down back. And Tony Mack is still on the roster. Don't That's right, forget yeah. about him
1: as the number three option at that running back room. Uh, 6-12 coming back before we wrap up. I, I like the move. Um, yeah, I-, I think that double tight is something that they should really look into this year Frymouth Gentry I think Gentry like 21 formations Gentry's like been growing a lot as a player growing into that body and becoming a great pass blocker a great run blocker of a tight end but also you saw him get leak himself open a little bit from time to time and and Kenny was not hesitating to go to him so I think that Zach Gentry look he's not going to be involved in the offense for playmaking. But I think he can get you a first down from time to time, yeah, maybe a big done, touchdown right? from time yeah. to time. And I think he's going to really help, whether it's a rookie tackle that you draft who's starting or Dan Moore-Chooks by, you know, helping. You add another guy who's block. like essentially yeah.
0: seven feet tall on that line.
1: Just eat yeah. up defensive linemen. So I, I love the signing of Zach Gentry. I also like it because it is a loaded tight end class. A lot of great tight ends. Now and, there's and no I, threat I of don't kind think of like that they could have afforded to do it and saying no threat if the now.
0: right guy was there, being like, how could we pass up on him? Now there's really no need there's to go out no and get him. no Need to do that, so. especially because you have your starter too. Like in a draft class where you have like a mid round guy or a mid tiered guy, I could easily say okay, yeah, go for it. If you really want to really get a tight end and you think you can land a, a home run on one of these guys, then go for it. But you have your starter tight end. You have arguably a top 10 tight end in this league already.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think Z- Z- Gentry being kind of a different skill set from Friermuth, they complement each other so well. Yeah, right. Pat will go out and actually catch the ball, and Zach,
0: Zach can help you up the on the line. Yeah. So
1: that you can get the ball to Friermuth. Right. Uh, and also the the grilling that they do. The, yes, the, that's the it's it's huge Pat. chemistry. had to bring them back. But he, they have um,
0: huge chemistry. They
1: work very well together. Absolutely. And Gentry he's a goofball, right? Like you need yeah, kind of that clearly. goofball around yeah. your locker room. Kind of keep the guys loose. I think he's a great locker room guy to have around. Um, but you need to be more than just a great personality. Mm-hmm. And he is much more than that. And he's been proving that over the past couple of years to deserve that contract to come back for his fifth year in Pittsburgh. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. You just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart, and Alexa will take care <laughs> of the rest. Kenny Pickett talked to Steelers.com and Teresa Varley recently. I'm gonna talk about some of his quotes, run them by Jacob, and we're gonna swoon a little bit some with some of the things that Kenny Ooh. says. And we'll also talk about things that we wanna see the Steelers do more of next year. Just, you know, they do it a little bit, maybe a little bit more. That's all on the way next. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. You're listening to the Steelers Standard.